Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, last time we spoke to you, uh, it was in December 2016, and it's now 2017. Um, <laughs> Becky and I were just saying that there's some parts of 2017 that aren't starting out so well. Um, but... Uh, Let's hope uh, things get better. Um, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's good to have Supernatural back again. We actually had the 250th episode. Pretty amazing uh, to talk about First Blood. Um, we're glad to be back. Um, we hope everybody uh, uh, listening is uh, going to have fun listening to us tonight talk about the episode. But first, uh, without getting into too much discussion or details, um, Becky and I and everybody at WinchesterBros.com, out to the Supernatural family, our Supernatural family around the world, um, we just want to say we're with you. Um, You have our support. You have our love. uh, No matter who you are, where you're from, you're a Supernatural family. What religion you are. Supernatural family. Yes, no matter anything. Um, you are part of the supernatural family, and thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, we're going to get started talking about the episode now. I, I think it's a good time to start with the episode, um, right? Written by Andrew Sounds Dabb. Good to me. Yep, written by Andrew Dabb. 250th episode. I'm just amazed. <laughs> And we're going to have another season, and I, I, I'm a couple more seasons, I bet. I think, uh, I think Jensen's got his eye on 300 episodes at least. <laughs> I think he's mentioned that <laughs> in interviews. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Anyway, 250 um, uh, to air. They've filmed more than 250 now. It was written by Andrew Dabb and directed by Robert Singer. Um called First Blood. I'm trying to think why the title relates to the episode. Um, I yeah, guess it's it, kind of like the movie, the past, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that's where they're going with, you know, with Rambo and them running through the woods mm-hmm. and everything. But in the past, right. you know, in the early seasons, there would be an episode that had blood in it. It would refer to vampires, you know, mm. so you kind of expect. And there was a vampire in this episode. There were vampires in this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I guess that might count. (laughs) We call that a stretch. But (laughs) but you're right, there was a vampire in it. This is true. And I actually thought that was an awesome little scene because it just shows how badass Mary is, you know, still. Oh, I Um, loved it, yeah. Yeah, just great. And she's so... She's just so practical about it. It's just like, yep, over and done. And I loved that uh, Alicia, Asa Fox's daughter, they're out hunting, and uh, they called Mary for help. So I thought that was a great mm-hmm. callback to a wonderful episode. So, yeah, that was that was really cool. This is a good episode. Um, I, I, oh, it was fantastic. I mean, thinking yeah, about it, I, love- I, I, I would put it in – my top 20 for sure, 
maybe oh, wow. even top ten when I'm thinking about it. It was just so so good. I mean, two there are two scenes in particular which when we talk about them. You'll, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you can think of the ones I'm thinking of right now that are what put it into that top that top list because I mean, oh, it's so good. Oh wow. Um, I um, you know, the road so you know, far. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes, that was good. No, go. That was perfect because that's exactly what I was going to talk about. That road so far was a really good. I like some of the callbacks were in it, and some of them went mm. back a little bit, little ways, you know. And it sure it, it was, did. Yeah, and it, it it was one. It was one of the real, you know, one of the better ones I've seen. Mhm. Um, it went all the way back to No Rest for the Wicked, with uh, mm-hmm. Dean being yes. torn apart by the Hellhounds, which is. You know, it's a, and it's a great hell, scene, but it's even horrible. farther than that, it it even went to all all hell breaks loose when Sam died. Mhm. Yeah. Um, it was. I thought it was a pretty well balanced episode. I think a lot went on. There were a lot of characters, a lot of scenes, um, and I wasn't really tapping my foot in any of them. You know, I thought things moved along. We got, you know, uh, Sam and Dean. We got Mary. We got Cass. We got the British Men of Letters. Um, We got some original characters. We got Billy the Reaper. Um, And it was also one of those episodes where... I'm sorry? We even got Crowley. Oh, yes, and and even Crowley, of course. Um, And I'd love to see it. It was short, but it was great. Um, it was also one of those episodes where you're like, is that the end? No. Is that the end? No. Is that the end? No. <laughs> Which was great. And, and it had some, some cool twists. Um, unfortunately, before I got a chance to sit down and actually watch the episode for myself, I kind of spoiled myself a little bit for certain things like Billy showing up and then, and, and Cass killing her. And I'm like, damn it, I've got to learn to just not peek at Twitter or do anything until I watch the episode because I was mad. I was like, I can't blame anybody but myself. (laughs) But it was still awesome. It was still awesome. The show itself spoiled me for how they were going to get out of the cells because when Lisa Berry's name showed up in the credits at the beginning, I was like, oh, (laughs) that's Mm. what they're going to do. They're they're going to have mm-hmm. her come kill him, and that's mm-hmm. how we killed out. But I, but I didn't know because you know, as we know, Billy's ever since she's been on the show has been telling them as mm-hmm. soon as they die, she's not letting them come back. So right. you know, I didn't know what they were going to do with that, but I knew I figured out that that was how they were going to get out of the cell. Yeah, I'm not sure when Dean says that being stuck in that empty cell was was worse than hell. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Hell's pretty awful. I've been thinking on that. I've been okay. thinking on that, trying to figure it out. And what I what I come up with, and again, this is just trying to get into a fictional character's head. Um, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, he knows Sam is on the other side, yet he can't talk to Sam. He can't see Sam. He can't communicate with Sam. And I'm thinking he was probably he was you know he was going crazy in there, so he knows Sam is too. So I think worrying about Sam 
No, when he was mm-hmm. in hell, he knew Sam was on mm-hmm. earth. And he thought, oh, you yeah. know, Sam, so he didn't have to worry about Sam. In that cell, mm-hmm. he knew Sam was over there, too, and he was worrying about Sam. So that's where I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. If he's going that crazy, if he's that upset and going that, you know, he was, you know, going a little stir crazy in there, he's thinking Sam is, mm-hmm. too, and he doesn't want that. Right. And he must have been wondering, too, like, what's happening to Sam, you know, and he can't. Like mm-hmm. you're right, he doesn't know if Sam's okay. He doesn't. I mean, nobody's bothering him, but really, but he assumes the same thing's going on with Sam. But how is Sam taking it? You know, Sam's been held captive and tortured all too recently. And I thought it was very cool how Jared and Jensen played their reactions to being in the cell differently, just enough. I mean, you see Dean being typical Dean, like, here I am in the cell. They close the door. I sit down. I'm not happy, but here I am for now. He eats the food, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> you know, you never know. So you got to eat, be practical. But then you see Sam when they shut the door and he kind of jumps. And just his mm-hmm. expressions on his face are different than Dean's. And he doesn't fall apart. He's not going to because he's Sam and he's uh, uh, been to hell and everything else. But I, I like how they did definitely play it differently. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> I like being, you know, scratching the days off on his cell wall and his eyes starting to twitch <laughs> after a while. Yeah. I liked how they explained why Sam and Dean weren't beardy after spending all that time. They showed Sam with mm-hmm. showed Dean with that razor. You know, it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six weeks they would have looked like Santa. <laughs> but uh, um, I like how um, Dean, you know, he kind of wandered around, but Sam actually worked out. You know, we've always seen Sam, mm-hmm. like, running or exercising or doing pull-ups, and he was doing all that in the cell. You would hope Dean does, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, being, stu- being stuck in that cell for six weeks and then have, when they escaped and having to run through the woods and still be in shape, I mean, you believe Sam yeah. would, but, you know, uh, Dean. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I saw on yeah, yeah, um, I, some. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say I saw some discussion of people being upset that um, Mary went hunting instead of looking for Sam and Dean. You know, as she, mm-hmm. um, you know, when um, Ace's daughter calls and she goes off with her to hunt mm-hmm. the werewolf. Right. Um, even though, yeah, Mary was wearing the same outfit, the same shirt you know, that she was in the beginning when Castiel tells her, I think it was a different Mm -hmm. day because um, it's after all of the, um, it's after the scenes where Sam and Dean are keep getting their food, you know, showing time is passing. And it's after the time when Dean has started marking off days on the wall with his little Mm -hmm. nail screw thing. And I um, actually paused it during a scene before the Mary 
scene, um, I went back and paused it, and you can see that there are 22 days marked off on the wall. And then mm-hmm. you, you have the scene with Mary and Ace's daughter. So, you know, in real life, we wear the same clothes different times, you know. So, yes. <laughs> you know, we don't we just wear one outfit and throw it away. So, I, yeah. you know. And I she's not going to have much even, wardrobe anyway, Mary. She's just not. You know, she's not going to have much right. alternative. Even though I wish wardrobe department had put her in a different outfit, I, you know, I think <laughs> mm-hmm. with them putting the scene after that, you know, they could have put the scene before that to show that it was early on in their taking, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it wasn't. They put the scene after, so I think we're supposed to know that to show that it's been at least three weeks since mm-hmm. the guys have been taken. Yeah, I, I also. I also understood that some some people commented there wasn't enough urgency um, with Cass and Mary wondering where are Sam and Dean and what's happened and all that. I'm like, I I thought I actually thought the urgency was a little better in this episode than it was in the one where just Sam was taken. But we've also seen mm-hmm. this happen before, where Sam and Dean will will just run into a wall over the big bad like you know Amara dropped off the face of the earth for a while and they're they're very practical they're like well I've tried every possible avenue at the moment to find something I'm just going to work a case and get something done until something else breaks you know and that's right. what Mary and Cass were doing that's what I assumed that Mary said well I'll just go work a case until something comes up and it doesn't mean she's thinking about it or looking but exactly mm-hmm. and what I was also thinking um, hold on, I'm going to mute for a second because I have to call. <laughs> okay, now I'm back. So um, I was also <laughs> thinking because Mary does mention that all of her police contacts are retired or dead. Mm-hmm. So if she goes right. and works these cases, that gives her chances to make new contacts, you know, mm-hmm. that could help her search for Sam and Dean. Right. That and then Cass. I felt so bad for Cass. I don't think I've ever felt so sorry for Cass as I have in this episode. He broke my heart because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he is, he's frantic. He's, in my opinion, he was more scared and worried about Sam and Dean than I've ever seen since he's been on the show mm-hmm. since season four. You know, in, in the eight years mm-hmm. he's been on the show, it, it's the most worried I've seen him. And, you know, he, and he feels guilty, too. Mm-hmm. And you know, Mary, yep. and so he 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 can't find them, which I'll get on that in just a moment. That's one of my nitpicks. Mm-hmm. Um, he <laughs> he can't find them, so he's trying, and he feels it's his re, his fault that like they're locked up and they're not out there saving the world from vampires. So he tries to take their place even, and fails at that. And I just felt mm-hmm. terrible for him. But then my nitpick is... You know, I is, did too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. We'll talk about feeling bad for first. Oh, <laughs> well, I, you know what? It's, it's funny because, <laughs> because I, you know, I mean, I've, I've gone back and forth on him over the past couple of seasons, and I'll talk more about that later. Um, but I, you're right. I, I also felt very bad for him in this episode. I thought, um, I thought Misha did a really great job in this it doesn't always work but I thought he was really really good in this and he looked 
he lo- even looked really trashed, you know, really upset yeah, and worn out down. and yeah. worried. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really well done. And he kept, and then Mary gets mad at him, you know, and she says, you know, you never should have let them leave and um, why didn't they call me? And she's pretty angry. And I don't blame her because she's mom. Those are her boys. And she did back off later and, and uh, somewhat and tell him, you know, she was sorry about that. But, again, he's still feeling very worthless and guilty, you know, over Lucifer. And I'm sorry, he should, but I really did feel badly for him in this episode because he, he really did try a lot. And also when Mary says, why didn't they call me, Cass says, well, you were out. And they were just happy she was out of the life or taking a break, and they didn't want to worry her, and they wanted to protect her. So that's that's typical of them, which um, I also loved. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I I really thought, of, thought a lot of it. Um, let me see. Oh, when he talks about trying to work the case to the vampires and just can't do it like them. And, and he's been around them a long time. You'd think he'd hunt better, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know what? He's, we've seen Cass be pretty, pretty um, uh, badass, pretty capable, and, you know, take down uh, and, and just do fighting or spells or whatever. Maybe a whole group of vampires is too much for him, or I, I don't know. But I, I think he'd be a better, just better at it <laughs> than he is. <laughs> but and and that that goes along with my nitpick. It's like, and we've mentioned this mm-hmm. a million times on the podcast. Tell us what Castiel can and cannot do. Uh, you know, yes. his powers just change from week to week. And you know, why could? Could Sam and Dean have prayed to Castiel and he could have heard them and then he would have known where they were? You know, can't he mm. hear prayers now still? Because, I mean, after the um, angels fell from heaven, they could still hear prayers, you know. That's how mm-hmm. um, Gadriel ended up, you know, with you know with Dean and Sam because, you know, Dean prayed to them to come help Sam. And, you know, so why, you know, did Dean just not do it, or can he not hear prayers? And, you know, why couldn't he find those vampires? You know, he mm-hmm. he's an angel, for goodness sakes. You know, he should be able to locate evil. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I wish they would just flat out tell us, you know, in one way or another, or the writers can just tweet it. You know, let us know what powers Castiel has and does not have. Yeah, and I think there was an interview recently with Andrew Dabb, and I think he talks about it, but it still wasn't very clear, you know, with, like, what he can and can't do. And then they just kind of change it depending on the episode, and that was that was another thing. You're right, it's like, well, if they, and, and the people that had, Sam and Dean were, I mean, they were soldiers, but they were plain old garden variety humans with no clue of the supernatural world. That prison was not warded, you know, it was not warded against angels no. or anything else. I mean, there was no cell service probably, but, you know, that, <laughs> ugh, so anyway. And also, I mean, couldn't they do just plain old computer research? I didn't see a whole lot of that. <laughs> 
you know. And also cats yeah, trying to handle hunting. There are other hunters. There are lots of other hunters. I mean, I know Sam and Dean are the best, but they're not the only hunters. And if Cass is talking about vampires, another hunter, he could have taken a hunter with him. And speaking of other hunters, you know, we met Wally in this episode, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. um, Mick, Mick went to him at the beginning of the episode, which, first of all, I love the Wally guy. He, I love his attitude with mm-hmm. Nick and everything. I, I like mm-hmm. I like this guy. And he drinks with two straws and not just one. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> and he works. <laughs> yes. And so it's like, you know, bring Wally back. He was good. Um, mm. But, you know, like you said, there are other hunters out there. And he, you know, we know Jody can take, mm-hmm. she's not a hunter, but she's very capable and she's taken out vampires before. You know, Cass could have went to mm-hmm. Jody. You know, there's, there's, other people that Cass could have went to for help, and honestly, and, and you know, I can see why he would. But he could have gone to, he could have gone to Claire, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Claire, Donna, Garth. <laughs> you know. Well, Garth's a werewolf now, so who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but he was trying to be a good one. <laughs> It's uh, so true. Just yeah, just saying. You know, he could have he could have had some help there, but that's okay. He was trying to do it on his own. Maybe he thought, well, Sam and Dean could do it, one of them. So I'll try it. Anyway, I did. I really loved though what Crowley told him when he went to Crowley and asked them to help. Mm-hmm. Crowley, mm-hmm. you know, said you know he uses Mr. T's real name and says nope, he's mm-hmm. not going to help him because. <laughs> I pity the fool who has them. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows Sam mm-hmm. and Dean are going to figure out a way. And so I love that Crowley has that much confidence in him. I, I really like that. You know, I, I also, I wrote pretty much the same thing down. I, I love that scene. I loved, I love Crowley still has one of his little umbrella drinks. You know, it's very consistent. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I I loved that he refused to help Cass find Sam and Dean. Uh, you know, they're supposed to be enemies. He's not supposed to be helpful mm-hmm. unless it helps him. So that was good. Right. And I thought it was very funny that he it was very funny that he said they're like herpes. <laughs> Just when you think they're gone, they're back again. <laughs> and <laughs> And he says, and with a trail of bodies behind them. And just like you said, I love that Crowley believes in them. He knows, know your enemy. And he knows how how good Sam and Dean are at their job and that they always get out of things. And they can perfectly take care of themselves very well. And he He's not helping because he, he's like, don't worry about him. You know, don't get don't get out, and they'll be just fine. You know, Cass was distraught, Mary was worried, but Crowley was like, they'll figure it out. And you know what? He was right. <laughs> they did figure out their own way. Although it was with another stupid deal. You know, yeah. oh, you think well, they've they learned. learned. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was with another stupid deal. And then Cass mm-hmm. had to get him out of that. Yep. And and then Mary goes to sacrifice herself, which is also a Winchester trait. Let me sacrifice myself, you know, for another Winchester. <laughs> and I swear, in that scene when she, when when they when when uh, Billy says, you know, 
Winchester dies at midnight or whatever, I was like, oh, God, there's three Winchesters standing in front of her mm-hmm. right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. as we all, you know, as, as we've been saying, ever since Mary came back, you know, we wonder, because she can't stay forever, mm-hmm. and, you know, how are they going to, how is she going to leave the show? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, is this it? Is this mm-hmm. it? And I was sitting there scared to death that she was actually going to shoot herself in the head. Uh, and oh, yeah. I was, Oof. and sorry, Billy, but, you know, you're not Mary Winchester. I, you know, I'm sorry <laughs> you had to die, but I want Mary. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am. I'm really enjoying Mary. I know some people, I know some fans are like, nope. Nope, didn't want Mary back, but I'm really enjoying her. I think I think she's been used well so far. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. Most for the most part, um, I well, I just love the reunion scene. Um, unfortunately, we're still waiting for like a hug between Sam and Dean, but I can grudgingly agree this was not the episode for it. They were too too busy. And, and and too serious and too many other things going on. But I love that when they meet up, uh, when Sam and Dean meet up with Mary and Cass in the woods, they see Cass first. And Sam happily goes to give him a big hug, and then he spots Mom, and he runs to his mother, which I love. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. um, and then uh, uh, Dean also comes up to thank Cass, and he's a little more kind of bro dude kind of thing with him, you know, what I mean. He it's kind of a one on one. I think he calls, he calls him buddy, buddy. Yes, yeah. he does twice. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> twice and uh once once there and once later on. And the whole time he's watching mom and Sam, you know, over Cass's shoulder. And and you know, Cass, I you're you're part of the team there with Sam and Dean, but that's their mother, you know, and, and you just right. can't compare. You can't even put yourself there. You just can't. It's not fair. It's not right. But and I think Castiel I love, I love knows that, that too. Mm-hmm. I, I think Castiel knows that because he talks about the mm-hmm. Winchesters are needed, how much the world needs the Winchesters, which, oh, my God, mm-hmm. he almost made me cry there, his little speech at the end mm-hmm. after he killed Billy. Mm-hmm. I was sitting here yes. tearing up. I was like, I was like mm-hmm. oh, I love you, Cassie. Uh, Thank you for saying that. You know, <laughs> it was, it was, and the world needs you, and and um, I'm not going to let that happen. And then he says, and and he just says, "You're welcome," you know, and and they're just mm-hmm. all staring at him like, "Oh my goodness!" And what he's done, and who knows with the writers, but he I, killed I Billy. That, he killed the Reaper. There should be consequences, and didn't he kind of think he was? <laughs> hmm? I know. My, I'm like whoopsie doodah he killed a reaper supposed to be cosmic consequences for breaking the deal whatever because he killed death himself and nothing happened right. so, nothing happened you know. well I think Billy actually I think Billy kind of mentioned it once or twice but there wasn't much and I thought of that I read that and I said well consequences for breaking deal with Billy well maybe there's still none for death so Right, exactly. It's like, you know, if the writers decide to to actually, yeah, if the writers actually decide to have consequences for that, I'll be happy, Mm -hmm. you know, because they need to follow along. But I still want to know 
Where is our consequences for killing actual death? Where is that? And we kind of thought Billy was death. Mm -hmm. Maybe not exact replacement, but almost like a stand-in or an interim or something like that. Because she seemed a higher-ranking reaper, if that makes any sense, compared to, like, Tessa. And and that, that goes along with another of my nitpicks. She is another Samuel Campbell. When they brought Samuel Campbell back in season six, you you would think there would be a point to it, but there eventually mm. was no point. There was no point to Samuel Winchester, Samuel Campbell being back. And, you know, even though as mm-hmm. much as I love Mitch Pelleggi, huge, huge X-Files fan, Skinner, one of my favorite mm-hmm. characters ever, I love seeing Mitch Pelleggi, there was no point to him being on the show. And, I mm-hmm. kind of, you know, we got that. We've been saying ever since Billy appeared in her first episode, what's her point going to be? She ended up not mm-hmm. having a point either. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, season six, you, season six, you could have lifted Samuel Campbell out of the episodes, and they would all have been the same. And it's kind of the same with Billy. You know, mm-hmm. you could have put in any random Reaper, and, you know, it, it yep. would have all mm-hmm. been the same. And so I, it's my, and not not anything against the actress Lisa Berry. I love her. She, if you follow mm-hmm. her on Twitter, she's great. I love her tweets. She's mm-hmm. a really great actress. I don't know why she hasn't been invi- invited to more cons. I would love to see her at a con. I and know. she, she's one of the most beautiful women I think I've ever seen. She's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but her so positive the and writers, uplifting too. Yes. But the, the writers really never did anything with her. And, mm. you know, so what was the point in bringing in this new Reaper? And she, I actually thought it was pretty cool that she catches him and Dean that, you know, if you die, that's going to be it, you know, for for you. You know, I'm going to make sure mm-hmm. you don't come back. I thought that was a real threat over their head. And they were genuinely, yeah. I think, afraid of that, yeah. that she could do that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and. That actually even could have been a, a mid-season finale or a season finale with her sending one of them out into the empty, you know, yeah. or something like that. But we'll never know. At, <laughs> and that, at least then she would have had a point. You know, there would have been a yes. point to her character, you know. <laughs> Unless Billy's replacement, and there's got to be one, um, maybe uh, – Maybe Bill carried that on? I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, but, that, be that as it may, I, I actually liked Cass killing Billy for Sam and Dean, that he did that for them. Mm-hmm. And he should. And, he owes And them. Mary. And Mary, and he's got he like them. a connection with right. Mary now. Yeah, yeah, and he's right. They're needed. They really, really are, and they're an important, integral part of of the supernatural hunting world. Um, speaking of that, when um, we have to talk about badass Sam and Dean, you know, uh. they they escape, they get away, they're through the woods. They find that cabin. They plan a whole series of booby traps for all the soldiers and the agents. They 
they hurt them, but they leave them a first aid kit and they leave them alive. They could have killed all of them, but they didn't. And then the scene where um, Dean has trapped the the younger of the two agents, you know, there's the older anti-terrorist agent who I really, really liked. And then the younger kind of gung-ho guy and Dean has gotten the gung-ho guy and they're back and forth. And the older guy comes up behind Dean and we scream and shoot at, shoot him. And then Sam just appears and says, don't <laughs> with the gun. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Right. So impressive. And then but- he tells him the truth, you know, the president was possessed and, and, you know, we saved his life, and they walk away, and then he's like, who are you? And he says, we're the guys who saved the world. Like, You're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are. That, and that's one of the two um, scenes I was talking about that made this one of my ah. top 10 or 20 episodes was that scene. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I, I, I loved hearing Sam say that because, you know, for so many years, it's like, you know, we're the ones who opened the gate and let the demons out. You know, I'm the mm-hmm. one who brought Lucifer to earth, you know, and I'm so glad to finally hear them not saying something bad, you know, saying, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. we saved the earth. We saved the world. That's mm-hmm. us, you know. I, mm-hmm. I like that. But you got to know those two guys are sitting there, standing there thinking, you know, these Two crazy people, you know. <laughs> These are some ex- very crazy, very dangerous guys, you know, because they yep. think the president was possessed by the devil and they saved his life. But <laughs> they, you know, they have to think that they're batshit crazy and extremely mm-hmm. dangerous, which re- reminds me of what Henriksen thought of them, you know. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, yeah. it was it was pretty good. But then the other scene. Mm-hmm. Even before that, when mm-hmm. they're running through the woods mm-hmm. and they take down the one guy, and mm-hmm. Dean gets the walkie-talkie, oh, mm-hmm. that scene when oh, when he says, you know, I think we've got a failure here to communicate, you know, <laughs> and what we have here is a failure to communicate, and that quote from the movie, what and we then he have tells here you, know, is a failure yes. to communicate. That's from Cool. If anybody is wondering out there, that's from Cool and Luke which I recommend highly. It is an amazing movie with Paul Newman. And and that's it's funny because Dean is the prisoner saying that, but in Cool Hand Luke, mm-hmm. it's actually the prison warden uh, who says that. that right, they, ca- they flipped it. He, yes, they flipped it. And um, he can't... Um, he can't break Paul Newman's character either. And, of course, you can't break Dean Winchester. But, yeah, yeah that was a great moment. Great moment. And then when he says, you know, we're not trapped in the woods with you. You're trapped out here mm. with us. Oh. Yeah. And then, you know, the scene, the scene ended with commercial. I was sitting here like, oh, that was excellent. That was so <laughs> good. <laughs> it was. It was so hot. And that is so Dean because we've talked about this before because us as, as viewers were privy to – everything about pretty much everything about Sam and Dean. We get them at their silly moments, fun moments when they're um, heartbroken or emotional or just normal or whatever. And so we get to see everything. But if you were actually Sam and Dean are real and you're and the other characters, like you're in one of those situations with them, they're terrifying. They're dangerous. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. and powerful and and not just against you know monsters but against humans and, and to deal with that is like nothing for them and they're truly frightening and you could see that at that moment like even us who usually we wouldn't be scared of Sam or Dean mm-hmm. we know so much but we could see them like an outside person a third person party would yep. see them and be yep. holy cow <laughs> and that's my favorite flavor of Winchester too is smart and dangerous mm-hmm. I, I, yes. I, I love it and we got so and they much were of it super in this episode. Smart and, yes. Yep. And they were smart. So smart. So I love smart. So that they got themselves out of there. I just loved it. Um, um, I also liked, like, you got, like, a little hint earlier in the episode that something was going on. Like, Sam and uh, Dean talk about the time, and they're like, well, an hour past one and then six hours to midnight. Uh-huh. Is that what you figure? Yeah, that's about right. And you're like, okay, maybe they're planning how far they have to run in the dark and then you find out later, no, it has to do with the deal. Time the deal is up. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, the British mental letters are evil and all that. I have to say, though, I like the way mm-hmm. Mr. Catch dresses. That long blue jacket he was wearing, I was like, that is that is nice. <laughs> he may be he may be all evil and everything, but he knows how to dress. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be pleased. <laughs> Put some effort into it. Um, speaking of the British Men of Waters, um, well, now we have Mary making yet another possible deal here going to work with the British men of letters but she's like I'm listening and I'm you know what I, I'm I'm okay with that I mean I'm okay with her working with them earlier because she's no dummy she doesn't trust them but she's listening and if she can use them if she could use them earlier to rescue Sam and Dean she's okay with that she's not okay with what they did and she's very well aware of it and now she's like if I can I'm sure she thinks I won't have to go in that far. You know, I'll just go in enough to get some of these new weapons and information and and all that, and then I'll get myself out. But I'm sure there'll be problems. There always is. But I And who knows if she's being truthful with them. She may be just trying mm-hmm. to find out what the heck they're all about, you know, and get some intel. Sure. It's, you know, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer, you know. Um, yep. I also thought in this episode that, you mm, that Mick, um, he's kind of, you know, he's sort of uh, kind of, of, of English and friendly and cheery, and, and um, he's kind of a salesman because he's trying to get other hunters online. I'm like, you know, you guys, you should you should know, <laughs> back when the U.S. were colonies, they still weren't too good about working with, you know, the British on Certain things, they can be feisty and rebellious and, and, you know, so you probably shouldn't have assumed that they would welcome you with open arms to um, um, be hunters. <laughs> so, which I thought was kind of funny. And, but I like that you kind of were lulled into a, a false sense of these guys not being so bad and having weapons in the satellite and lots of helpful information. And then at the end, you were reminded very much how awful they are 
when Mr. Ketch goes back and kills mm-hmm. every single one of those mm-hmm. people in that in that black site, the agents, the soldiers, the the little coroner guy who was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> and everything. And he killed every single one of them. He cleaned it all up and cleaned it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And Mick was fine with it. So I'm like, if you kind of forgot what they were like and thinking – well, maybe they're not so bad, and they do have this and that and whatever. Okay, that reminds us. I mean, Marion, Sam, and Dean cast—they don't know about that. They don't know that he. In fact, they don't know Mister Ketch has cleaned up anybody, right? Because they don't know a guy. No, they don't know all the people they that he's killed know. behind him. Yeah, yeah, including that. And you know, Thanks, it girl. makes me actually—it makes me actually respect and like Mister Ketch more. Than Nick, because you know, this catch is pretty up front. You know, he's, he's a killer. Mm, well, that's and, true. You know, mm, you know, he told him you left. You, you know, you left people you behind. Left you know, and all that. Yeah. And um, you know, whereas Nick is the kind who's friendly to your face, but then you know goes behind your back and you know tells, okay, go clean mm-hmm. it up. You know. Mm-hmm. Definitely well aware of what Mr. Ketch does, and he's okay with it. And I think he's fine. Mr. Ketch gets his hands dirty, and Mick doesn't. So mm-hmm. that makes him even worse. I got a laugh, um, and also a little twinge of nostalgia because at the beginning, when Mick is making his report and he's using the typewriter, which is obviously charmed to talk back to him and work quickly. Um, He's in a motel room. And I'm like, oh, I miss Sam and Dean in the motel room. <laughs> What's Mick doing in there? You know? And what I really liked about that scene was it was a very much an homage to Fringe. Did you watch Fringe? No. I don't remember. No. Mm-mm. Okay, because... Um, I'm sorry. On, okay. On Fringe, for those who didn't watch, there was alternate universe and the people from the alternate universe that would come over here to to make a report back to the alternate universe they would go to this special store that only sold typewriters antique typewriters go into this special room there was a special selectric typewriter back there and they would go type their message on this old typewriter and there's a mirror on a stand right next to the typewriter and in that mm-hmm. mirror, in that mirror, the typewriter would start typing, and it's the message from the other universe. You, but you can only see mm-hmm. it through that mirror. And so that reminded me very much of that. Well, that's cool. I like that. It reminded me of Peggy Carter. Did you watch Peggy Carter, Agent Carter? I did not. Oh, it's excellent. Um, it was so sad when it was canceled. I mean, if you like the Marvel universe, and she was in Captain America. I'm not into the Marvel much, although I like Jessica Jones um, and Luke oh. Cage. I like those. Oh, which I haven't seen. But anyway, Agent Carter, she was in Captain America's first movie with Haley Atwell, and then they did a series of her in, in the 50s, I think. She was awesome. She was really, really an awesome, very capable character, Anyway, there was a charm typewriter in that as well. <laughs> because, of course, in the 50s, you know, no computers, no nothing. So 
they had to make do with what they had. They let, it was weird. They had like magic and advanced technology for some things, but then some things were like a, you know, like the typewriter. You had to type. <laughs> and at first I thought in Supernatural, and I was watching Mick use the typewriter, I'm like, really? You know, vintage typewriter? And I thought, well, you can't hack it. There's no internet. You know, there's no way to locate it. There's no GPS. Actually makes sense. It's very secure. <laughs> makes, yeah, you're right. It does make sense. Mm. I'm just looking through my notes here. I actually, I, I'm sorry he got killed. I liked the anti-terrorist older agent guy. I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I did too. Although at first I thought he was kind of dumb because when he asked, you know, <laughs> and multiple accounts of desecration of a corpse. Was it just mm-hmm. one corpse? You know? <laughs> and the guy was saying, <laughs> no. <laughs> but then, you know, what he was doing was actually working. You, you mm-hmm. know, with, you know, doing nothing and keeping them in there. It was driving them crazy, and it was, he mm-hmm. was right. It was working. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because you think when he says just the one corpse, and you kind of laugh, but then you think, well, that is a good question because were they doing this stuff to just one body or many bodies, you know? It's like it does kind of make sense if you're asking about crimes, but it does sound funny, too. Um, it actually reminded me when he says torture doesn't work. It reminds me. It reminded me of Burn Notice. Did you watch Burn Notice with Jeffrey Donovan? I watched um, like the first couple seasons, but that was it. Um, anyway, he plays the former CIA spy, and um, and he says the same thing. He says torture doesn't work because if you torture someone, they'll tell you anything just to get just to stop the pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and of course you find out if they're telling the truth or not. But it just reminded me of that. Like he would know that like an old CIA guy would probably feel the same way. It's kind of like the. Um, I've been watching a lot of true crime stories on uh, identific- identif- uh, the ID identify identity the ID identity identity. Discovery Channel, whatever it's called, and ID right. Channel, and, um, mm-hmm. it, and it's like on there, you know, you keep, you know, you keep after somebody for hours and hours and hours in the investigation room. They're going to eventually say whatever they will, just to mm. get out of there, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the right. same way. Same thing. Yep, definitely. Um, oh, we were talking about that scene where he goes to the older agent anti-terrorist guy goes to see Sam and Dean. I love the directing in that because it went back and forth between Sam and Dean and he was saying the same thing mm-hmm. but you get Sam or Dean and different reactions and the way it worked. I, yeah, Robert Singer knows a thing or two about directing. <laughs> and, and another thing I loved about that scene was it really shows how much that the show is in its 12th season because Back, remember, you know, in the third season when Henriksen had Sam and Dean, you know, and Justin Bellow, and mm-hmm. he's, you know, talking to him, you know, 
Dean is all smart ass and you know he was always smart ass you know to cops and mm-hmm. you know whenever they think they caught him you know he gives them a smart ass remark and you know this time you know Dean's 12 years older than he was when this show started and he just sits there and he just lets it slow burn you know he doesn't mm-hmm. give his smart ass remarks anymore Mhm. right it's like it's like too much effort you know <laughs> it's like yep. I can't be bothered <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but Cass was moping. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the other time. Yeah. Cass was moping in the. That's what I wrote. Cass was moping in the Men of Letters bunker, and he was. He's like he couldn't do anything. Couldn't think of yeah, anything, yeah. and then. And he wasn't even around his cell phone. Yeah, and then uh, Dean calls, and he and he doesn't have his phone with him, so Dean keeps calling and calling, like you know, Cass, where are you? So that's why I said he was moping, too moping, too much to pick up the phone. <laughs> but um, and that's when he said he that we have time. Sam's room hey, watching but. Netflix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um. Anyway, that's when um that was the first time Dean calls him buddy. He says, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> I think so. That was the first time, and then Sam finds a map in the truck, which I thought was interesting because it's not too many people have paper maps anymore. <laughs> and I like it. Go, it goes along though with what the coroner said, you know, because they said, you know, he said right. that they blindfold him every day, so you know they mm-hmm. can't have they can't use GPS if you know if it's that secret. So mm-hmm. right, and also we don't if it was in the Rocky Mountains maybe internet spotty anyway i mean they would probably use a satellite but but if you're like very a true trucker but if you're out maybe you don't have the satellite and gps doesn't work well you need a paper map so it makes sense to have everything you possibly can that you might need but that was fun i also thought sam's hair looked very pretty at that moment i mean <laughs> he's kind of running around <laughs> the episode whatever but just yes yeah. just fluffy it was just really pretty <laughs> Seriously, after um, being in jail for six weeks or whatever that they were in, you know, they're, they they mm-hmm. looked really good, you know. And you know, they did. their cell, their cell did have a toilet, but I didn't see a shower or anything in there. So how would they keep their hair say. so nice and clean? <laughs> I know. I, I think. Did they I mean, ever, my hair looks oily after out? two days. My hair looks terrible if I don't wash it every yeah. other day. So you know, I don't know what they did. Did they ever get a chance to take a shower? I mean, did they do something like pass something through the door to wash up? Or yeah, because they I, I didn't look they, like they ever if, left. If they passed them electric razors, you know, maybe they also mm-hmm. passed them, you know, like soap and a washcloth, and they could wash off and um, toilet wash. Okay. Yeah, because you know, like. Long before they were seen, they, you could probably smell salmon coming. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yep, shower yep. for six weeks. So they must have done something after a while. So, but that's funny. Yeah. Um, I, this is it's, this is the question. Um, as long as Mary has been on the se- on the season, has she always called Cass Castiel? I don't think she's ever called him Cass, has she? I don't think his so. full name. Mm-hmm. Always his full name. Interesting. 
And I like that she drives huh. fast. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up because I drive fast. Yep. So you want to say, why would an angel need to buckle up again? Powers, <laughs> you know. Because we have no idea okay. what Castiel yeah. can and cannot do. <laughs> I guess he better put his seatbelt on. Yeah, because you never know. You never know. Um, you know, Mary's tougher than he is. You know that? I, And that's not even a... Just a cash. She's just tough. Yeah, she's just badass. That's pretty much so. She is. And then when she says, um, she gets angry that Cass calls the men of letters, and she also gets mad that he says we could try Crowley and Rowena, and she's like the king of hell and his mommy. You know, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Cass is just used to them being around, so. I think she reminded them that, hey, you know, they're the enemy. And, of course, you know, probably was no help. But, um, and I'm glad they remembered that she she was very unhappy with the British men of letters because of what they did to her boys, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. she had to be really talked into it and only because they had the resources. So, of course, she'll, she'll use them. Um Also, some people were talking about the deal that Sam and Dean made, that it was okay one of them died so the other would live. And I'm sure one thought when it came down to it, they would be the one to sacrifice and to make sure the other one would go on living. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not like, yep. you know, yep. that's how it was going to work. One wasn't going to let yep. the other one die. Sam thought, I'll, I'll take myself out so Dean will live and fight. And Dean thought the same thing. You know, it wasn't that one would let the other die. And one thought, I'll just do it and it'll be okay. And this would be better. I'm sure they were thinking all the other times that they were going to sacrifice, you know, themselves for the other. That this time Mary is around. And so, they mm-hmm. won't have, you know, if if Sam, you know, was going to sacrifice himself for Dean, Dean won't be by himself. He'll be able to be with Mary, and Dean's thinking mm-hmm. vice versa, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, right. you know, I'm sure that that helped. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, I, I was wondering if this would have worked, if if Dean was the only one to make the deal with Billy got himself rescued the same way, dying and then, you know, being brought back in the morgue. And then he could have rescued Sam and Sam wouldn't have been part of the deal? Or was he just thinking that would be too complicated, trying to get Sam out of there and it was better to get both of them out? Yeah, because he would have to go back to the cell and figure out a way to get him out of that and you know, who knows mm-hmm. if he would have been able to and Mhm. Yeah. But it was them both making a deal and maybe Dean would say, No one's making a deal but me, you know, when they saved Sam. Right. So, but but there's no guarantees he would have been able to get himself out of the morgue alone and back to where Sam was and And again else. Sam would 
Sam would be pissed that Dean made the deal, <laughs> and you know, and so I liked it this way. You know, nope, they're both on mm-hmm. equal footing. You know, they're both doing it. Yeah, oh, it was good, and yeah, they'll never learn. They'll just never learn. None of them will because Mary was off making her own deal. You know, and then they're all sacrificing each other. And like, oh, you guys, yeah. you just never learn. Winchester, all of the Winchesters are just the. Uh, Big circle of sacrifice. <laughs> yep, it's true. It's very true. Um, someone on Twitter mentioned they have a feeling that this is the season that Cass will die permanently. They just they they say no, I don't. no spoilers because they don't have a clue, but. They just get this feeling. Why do they think that? Because I don't, I don't think he's that'll ever happen till the last season, whenever that'll be. Mm-hmm. You know, so it can just be Sam and Dean at the end. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, why does this oh. person think? They just do. <laughs> you know, it's kind of supernatural. They just do. They get that feeling just from the way. I don't know. Maybe the way he's being been written or how the character feels because he's been pretty down, you know, and guilty. Yeah. Um, I mean, other seasons, I wouldn't say that. I have had that wish for a while now um, for him and actually Crowley too because those characters have been on way too long within the show's history and premise. Um, It was the reason they killed off Bobby because he was helping them with everything. He was making things too mm-hmm. easy and he'd been around forever and they said, can't last. So I understand from a reality point of view that Jared and Jensen need and appreciate the other cast members being there because a two-lead show on your own, you know, is a lot for 12 years and plus both of them have families now and it's just and they're older, and it's just better to get a break and have other characters. And, you know, Mark Shepard, love Mark Shepard. I am not trying to put him out of a job. Um, you know, Misha, both of them have their fans and groups and, and whatever, and they're a part of the show, and they it's great, but it's it's getting harder and harder to to believe why they would still be around as characters. You know, Crowley... Mm-hmm. You know the enemy doesn't isn't either killed or kills them. He's not a very good enemy anymore. You know he doesn't work on the show anymore. Um, he's got to go at some point. And then Cass, he's an angel, and they've done everything possible to make it so he he isn't the one who can always rescue them, always heal them. You know he's gone through so much himself. There's only so many things they can come up with. Um, so. I don't know. I, I also wonder because if if anybody follows Misha on Twitter or wherever, he's very very involved these days in the current political situation in the United States. He's outspoken, um, and 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 I actually I, I applaud him for standing up for what he believes in, puts his money where his mouth is, and all that. Yes, I am. I so respect him, and I do too. Yeah, he's. I really do. He's. He's. You know, he he doesn't just say 
you know, he actually does. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. like, you know, when, when Hillary was running, you know, he was going to states and registering voters. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, yep. I have so much respect for him for that. And mm-hmm. he, he, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, you know, I just, I just think that's awesome. I did too. I have a lot of respect for that. And I thought if there's any reason that he would actually be okay with Castillo, um, perhaps meeting his end this season is that he would have more time to devote to this and his causes and anything random acts could do. That'd be the only thing. And as we know, nobody really dies on Supernatural, so Cass could take a sabbatical <laughs> and come back later. Maybe it only looks like he sacrificed himself, and that'd be wonderful. Actually, it'd be a wonderful way for him to go is to... to completely sacrifice himself on behalf of Sam and Dean, you know, for him to make up for for everything. And, of course, it would do some emotional damage to Sam and Dean and somebody else would sacrifice for them. I think it would be a great end for him, a great storyline. And, you know, like I said, nobody ever really dies. You know, they brought pretty much everybody back. <laughs> he did come back later on. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I just don't see, I don't see that happening mm-hmm. until the last season, and mm-hmm. towards the end, maybe even in the very last episode. So the very mm-hmm. end, is, you know, because the very end is just going to well, be Sam and Dean and the Impala. So it better be. I mean, I hate to see an end. You know, there will be one eventually, but uh, yeah, it, it needs to end the way it starts. Sam and Dean and the Impala. That's it. But we won't talk about ends right now because we know for sure we're getting a 13th season. So even when this season's over, we will have another one to look forward to. Oh, um, anything else about this episode? Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I can't think of anything. Um, I do want to mention yeah, real quick, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I opened up my bottle of Venator wine by, that Jared made for Knocking Hill, and I've been drinking on it during the podcast, and it's very, very good. Um, if there's mm-hmm. any available still, I do highly recommend that you buy some. I know it was limited, mm-hmm. so I don't know if there's still any available on the mm-hmm. Knocking Hill website, but it's very champagne it's bubbly and it has a champagne taste to it, and it's it's really good. I highly mm. recommend it. Mm. Mm. I um I definitely want to try it. I have mine. It's chilling in the fridge, so I'll have to crack it open maybe for the next podcast. And if you Becky has any left, we'll we'll do a comparison <laughs> <laughs> definitely and a chat. Um, I do like sparkling wines, so I'm I'm looking forward. If you like champagne, I like champagne, so. That's a good one. Is there any other news? I mean, we've been gone a long time. Um, oh, the ratings. Um, we didn't talk about ratings. Which were ratings. You know, even though we're on at a new hour, you know, CW mm. knows they can move Supernatural wherever they want to, no matter what time zone, you know. And yep. <laughs> there's, there's, that, there's that core 1.6 million that's going to be there every single time, no matter mm-hmm. where they put us. And, mm-hmm. and they know that and so, you know, our ratings are 
are are pretty much steady all the time, and they know that, and they have mm-hmm. that's why they have so much confidence in the show because they know we're mm-hmm. out here and we're always going to be there. So, mm-hmm. definitely. And I felt kind of bad for them. Um, Riverdale, the new show, they were probably hoping you know Supernatural. They pair Supernatural with new shows, you know, because we're always so steady and try to look for good pairings and Riverdale did not hang on to Supernatural audience. And I was surprised because it looked interesting. I didn't watch it, but it looked interesting. And, and I watched it. Also it, kind of Supernatural. It, it was really good. It was, yeah, yeah I had a Twin bunch Peaks. of friends who did and it was really like, yeah. So, it, it, um, it, it reminds me a lot of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I would never have thought that a show about the Archie comic books would remind me of Twin Peaks, but it yeah. does. <laughs> How often do you say that? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I don't remember, you know, the characters. I used to read the Archie comic books, and they're not anything like me they too. are on this, this show, and mm-hmm. which I'm totally, totally fine with. The only thing, only thing similar is Jughead still wears the hat. But it was really good And I really liked it As a fan of Twin Peaks mm. I thought Riverdale was good Well I think it's odd That it didn't hang on to more of the audience Because you'd be curious and similar And it looked pretty cool So I would have thought if anything They would have gotten more viewers Being a new thing But you know When you think about knows. it though so So many Supernatural fans After Supernatural's off they go online to talk about it. And that's true too. So, you know. Yeah. When it was on at nine at ten, nothing is on the CW at ten except for your local news. So, you know. Right. But now that it's on at eight, we got a show after it. Oh yeah. I I you know, I guess I'll follow Supernatural anywhere, but I'm I I wish they were still on it at um nine o'clock. I like them better at nine, but they I didn't liked ask it at eight. Me. Uh, oh, did you? I, I, yeah, I, you know, as long as you know the, it doesn't cause any content to be, you know, to change mm-hmm, the content. Right. I like, I like the eight o'clock time because for me, I like, you know, it, it was done, it started sooner, it was over sooner, and. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it kind of gives me more time to talk about it online afterwards before it was too close mm-hmm. to my bedtime. Yes, I have a bedtime. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, <laughs> whenever the West Coast, you know, Jared and Jensen, whenever they live tweet, it's always West Coast. Well, West Coast now will be 11 mm-hmm. o'clock. You know, instead oh, of yeah, that's, that's right. Little, that is nice. That's a, yeah, that'll be there, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's any other news. Um, well, if there is, and I'm sure everyone knew to find it um, at WinchesterRose.com or uh, our Facebook and our Twitter, which was which is Winchester Rose in both places. And any kind of news or articles or happenings, um, everything's right there. There's also links to our podcast. We're at blogtalkradio.com. Search for Media Boulevard, the abbreviation for Boulevard, BLVD. And you can, I think you can still subscribe through iTunes and all that, but also on our um, front page for winchesterbros.com. 
always has those links. And also on our website now, we have a poll. And we, this um, episode is the first one that we've got got it for. Um, we have a poll of what did you think of Supernatural's first blood? So go on our website, winchesterbros.com, and vote and let us know what you think. So far, 91.53% say it was awesome. And 8.47% say the episode was eh, it was okay. No <laughs> votes for ugh, terrible. So... That okay, awesome. that's something. In the lead. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good thing. I think we're good now. I think we are. I think that's it. Well, we're happy to be back um, in the new year. Hope everybody uh, is doing well. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We had fun talking about this episode. Hopefully, uh, the next episode, um, we'll also have fun talking about. I I haven't seen the preview yet. It wasn't on the episode, and I, I meant to go look for the preview. It's on our website. Did you see the? It's on our website. Oh, I I will go there and look. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you Did you watch it? <laughs> did you watch uh-huh. it? I did. I did. It looks mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. It does, it looks very interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll see. All right. That's it for us tonight. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Yep. yep. And we'll let Jared and Jensen uh, say so long for us. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.